You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of our Adult Sunday School series. Adult Sunday School is taught by a variety of different men in our church. Now let's prepare our hearts as our Sunday School teacher brings forth God's truths from His Word today. It's interesting as I was sitting in service last Sunday, you know, the Lord kind of brought this whole series and been working on it, you know, you kind of start to lay things out as what you want to cover. And then all of a sudden, pastor comes up and basically wipes out your entire next two weeks of messages. So it was like, all right, Lord, apparently you figured out how I was going to cover those two points. So we're moving on to another point today. So uh, before we get started, let's open up in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, so much for your love and Father, for your kindness, Lord, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to gather together this morning. Father, just again, bring before you myself, Lord, you know I'm not worthy to be here. Father, that it would all be of you that would bring forth your word. Be with the other teachers this morning, Lord. Just ask that uh, there be a blessing from today's message. And we thank you in your son's name we pray. Amen. Yay. Amen. All right. We'll give it this back up. Okay, so we've been talking in this series the last couple of weeks on spiritual growth. And, you know, as, as I kind of tiled this to an athlete um, and seeing how they prepare and you go from being that, that starter athlete, you know, just learning the ropes to get better and, and then to ultimately the, uh, to, to a champion. And we've seen a lot of that in the last couple of weeks with uh, the NCAA tournaments and, and how, the, you know, you just never know when somebody may sneak up and get you. But growing is a long process. It's not something that just happens. You know, it would be great if once we were saved that, and became believers that all of a sudden, bam, we were right there where we needed to be. But that's not how God's intended us to live our lives. He's really had us to develop. It's, it's, the, it's the journey, not the end, is always a comment that you often hear. It's what we learn as we go along. And there's a lot of responsibility that falls upon us as we go forward. You know, it's in 2 Peter 3.18, as we covered, it says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. It's a process. And it's not just the fact that we've talked about just coming to church. It's, you know, it's important to be in church. It's important to hear the messages. But it's more than that. And we'll get into that a little bit more today. We also talked about the fact that there's a power that we have last week to be able to to grab onto to help us with that walk. And it was the Holy Spirit. And um, Pastor talked about how grace, a couple weeks ago, how grace was an important part. That ties into the whole relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, if we cut, if we cut, that, if we cut that power off with the Holy Spirit, our growth is hampered. We, aren't, we don't have that ability to grow as quickly as we could. We don't have that ability to deal with issues that normally we could because we try to do it within ourselves. And anytime we do anything within ourselves, with our own power, we're set up for failure. I mean, we just can't do it. And, and God, when, when, Jesus arose, when Jesus was resurrected, he left us the Holy Spirit to be that comforter, to be that, that guide. And we also talked about it's our relationship. The whole thing of, of our spiritual growth is a relationship. It's developing that oneness with God. We talked it in our first week as being that there be more of him and less of me. I mean, that's how, our, that's how you can tell that part of that you're spiritually growing. Is it how you respond? And, 
You know, are you just doing it out of the flesh or are you doing it really out of the spirit and understanding where we go? We know that salvation is the beginning of that. We can't have spiritual growth without salvation. And we'll talk a little bit more about that this morning. And that we should always allow the Holy Spirit to have full influence in our life. Because if we don't, again, we're going to cut ourselves off from there. So what's the end goal? What's, we want to be spiritually growing, but what's the end goal? I mean, in anything that we do is in, in, in life is as we see that our kids from the time that they're, they're born, you know, we want to see a growth. And the same thing should be true with our careers. You know, as you go to work, you know, you're always looking to how I can be better, how I can better myself, what can I do? It's the same thing as an athlete does. I go back to that. It's what else am I doing that's better? You know, am I spending the extra time in, in the workouts? Am I spending the extra time in practice? And, you know, you can really tell that difference between somebody that's really made that commitment to somebody that's just going through the motions. You know, they like to play, they like to be part of the team, but they don't make that commitment. And that's whole goal of getting better. And that's what, that's what spiritual growth is. And, and at the end of the day, we want to become a mature Christian. And we're going to talk about the three levels of a, of a believer this morning, but it's always wanting to get better. It's always striving to be better. We want to reach that spiritual maturity. Now, will we ever get to there? Will we ever get to that point? No. We're never going to get to a point in our lives where we're, we're there. We've, we've hit the goal. We've hit the mark. There's nothing else for us to do. That's never going to happen. We're only going to have that happen is when we're, when we're with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we're always striving. We're always learning more. I mean, there is no one that knows this as well as they probably should. There are a lot of people that know it better than others, but no one knows it as well as they should. And there's always something that we're learning. I mean, where I was when I first started as my as a as a Christian, leaps and bounds. You know, um, I can remember, and I always mention this is when I first met Pastor, and you know we're of the same age. Now we are the same age with his birthday. But the key was, how do you know this more so well? I mean, you, you haven't had that much more experience than I. And the comment was, you, you pay me to spend time in the Word. You know, he spends time going through studying where I don't. And that's where that separation becomes. And it all is like the same, again, with an athlete, is the ones that do the extra work, the ones that spend the more time preparing, the better they get. So that's what we need to do in our lives is we need to look through that. You know, spiritual maturity is to live and look at life how God sees it. How we take on the character of Christ. I, I jokingly made a comment last week. We were sitting in church and, or during the service and a pastor said something and Pam leaned over to Trevor and said, yeah, it's how you respond when people aren't watching. That's character. You know, and that's the same thing of a spiritual maturity is that as we grow, it's how we respond when nobody else is looking around. I mean, we all can look nice and come to church and put on the right face, and we can say the right words, and we can be pleasant, but as soon as you walk out that door, what happens? What changes? You know, we talked again a little bit about this last week as the, having that power of the Holy Spirit. Is it, you know, in this place when we're being fed, when we're having that, that unity here, 
that as soon as we walk out the door, that battery starts to deplete. And it's the same thing with our spiritual walk is that, you know, when we're around other people and we're around other Christians, that we, do, we, do we change? You know, are we different in front of the folks here than when we're with the folks of the world? And that's where that maturity, that's where that growth comes into play. It's realizing how we work in our day-to-day lives. I mean, when all of a sudden the pressures of the world come upon us and we're at work and, and things are just not going well and, you know, you're walking into a meeting and you've got bad news to lay out and you just know you're not going to have a pleasant meeting. And, um, for example, I had one of those last Friday. I told my boss, I said, I'll call you afterwards. I'll probably be from the hospital because by the time they're done tearing me up, there'll be nothing left. How do I prepare for that? It's doing things, again, because we want to do. It's functioning on a desire. I mean, we've talked about it here in, a lot in the fact that our young people, you know, once our young people move out and they're no longer saying, hey, we got to go to church, are they here? You know, where does that desire take them to be? You know, as we want to grow, we want to know more about the Lord, it's that desire to be around. So that's the, the key that as we grow in our maturity. Let's turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. We're going to go through verse 1 through verse 16. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is a perpetuation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him, and if we keep his commandments. He that has said, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that are in him. He that saideth he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which we had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past. And the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion in stumbling. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in the darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Here's the key part of what we're going to talk about this morning. Chapter in verse 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven, you for his namesake. I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and in the word of God abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one. 
Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So there's three stages that we see in this passage of growth. As in any training, there's the end goal, and we see that's how this is developed. We see that there are three steps as we go forward. Flip back to the next page. So what's interesting about the way that things are written in Scripture is that it's, it's developed so that we can understand it. I mean, there's parables, there's stories that you can relate to, the sower and the seed, for example, things that we can understand. And this is where he talks about in spiritual maturity, the three stages. There's the little children, there's the young men, and then there's the fathers. We'll talk about those this morning. So let's talk about little children. So let's think of them as babies. Now think of a little baby that you may have around the house or, you know, grandchildren or one of your own. We talked about this. They're, they're really dependent. They're needy. You know, they are, they are ones that need everything provided for them. They don't know anything yet. Well, the same thing here as your Christian walk. As you become a believer, you're a babe in Christ. You, you, you have an understanding and you know that really the only thing that you know is that God has forgiven you of your sins. You know that no matter what you do, you have a home in heaven. Romans 8.1, there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ. Jesus, walk after the flesh, but walk after the spirit. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 2 says, As I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but unto carnal, even unto the babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hereto you were not able to bear it, neither were you now are, neither ye now are able. So as a, as a babe, as a new Christian, they don't know the details. All they know is, you know, God has forgiven them. What? If we could go back and just grasp that feeling grasp that cleanly, you know, when we became clean, that new feeling of a new believer, you know, not, not going through the battle, which we'll talk about, just that joy that we had. How different would our life be? But yet, we can't stay there. We can't stay as a baby. I mean, and what, we, what we're going to look at this morning as we look at these three steps, it's an opportunity for you to look at where you are with your spiritual life. I mean, there is no age that cuts you off from being a babe or a young man or a father. It's where you stand in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, consider a baby of 25 years old. You know, somebody that still needs to be fed, someone that still needs to be, have their diaper changed. You know, it becomes a burden. Not really a burden, but of a burden of love, depending on who it is. But... It's, it's, you never see that growth from them. You know, as, as you're expecting more and more from them as the people around, as your, you know, as I do with my children, I expect them to grow. I expect them to make that move. So as, you know, you look at your life, are you just waiting for pastor to bring you a message that feeds you? Is that the only time that you get the word is by coming to service? That's really laying a lot of pressure on other people, but it doesn't help you. 
it doesn't get you any farther. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 says, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one to teach you again, which must be the first principles of the oracles of God. And become such have a need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the words of righteousness. For he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. That babe isn't able to move forward. And then he has problems discerning good and evil. And you can see that with young Christians that all of a sudden you have a false teacher come into play. And he begins to introduce a new doctrine. Well, it sounds good. He uses just enough of the word to kind of make you think this is the right way. And often they go that direction. You know, I think that's the reason why we see all these, you know, charismatic moves. We see this new, um, this new movement of dealing to the world. Like, you know, I'm blanking what the word is I want to use. Thank you. And we're, we're all tied into that because, ooh, it feels good. Ooh, it's right. It gives me that feeling that I had once before. But they're not growing. They're not learning. They're just getting through. Let's take the next step. Let's go back to 1 John chapter 2, 13 and 14. As I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning, I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one, I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning, I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong and of the word of God, abideth in you and have overcome the wicked one. So let's. So we took the little children and defined them as babes. Let's take that next step and look at young men and think of them as teenagers. Those of you that have had teenagers in your house, you know that's always a joyful time. Thank you. It's it's that time that you know they're starting to 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 reach out a little bit. They're trying to sow their own a little bit. Um, they're moving from being that dependent little one to now they're reaching out to be independent. Now, granted, you just don't give them free reign to go, hey, do whatever you want, because as long as you're in my house and I'm paying the bills, I have some expectations that you're going to follow some rules. But they start to make decisions on their own. Oftentimes, they make poor decisions because they're basing those decisions off of the world. In this, in this passage, in this scripture, it's talking about understanding the word and using the word. And that's where our teenagers, and, our, and, and again, flowing this to our spiritual growth, where are you at? Are you still in that boat of making decisions and trying to make judgments based on what you know and what other people are saying? Or are you spending time searching it out and spending time in the Word? You know, teenagers are in a battle. You know, they're in a battle within themselves. They're in a battle within their peers. They're in a battle between their parents. At least they think they are. We're trying to be helpful. But they think there's a battle going on. You know, and that's where we, as the fathers, and we'll talk more about that, need to try to help them through that because we've been there. You know, and the same thing as believers, as Christians, the mature believers, those fathers, need to help. You know, it's called discipleship. And we, in you know, often if you just leave somebody off on their own and you go, hey, great, you're saved, 
welcome to the family of God and leave them alone, it's not long before either they take the challenge and work on it on their own or they fall away. And that's why it's important that we take that opportunity to help them along with their own pressures. You know, the one thing that's interesting when you read this is that not only do these young men know the word, but they're putting it to practice. You know, it says in 14, um, I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. So it's spending that time, in, as Pastor said last week, in, in reading and meditation and in obedience. And that's where that young, that teenager or that young man, in, as it's defined here, is working there. They're taking that time. They're, they're spending time in the Word. They're meditating upon it so that when something comes along their way, they're ready for it. You know, God just doesn't leave us hanging out to dry when it comes to our, walk, our spiritual walk. He just doesn't say, okay, call me if you need me. You know, he provides us always that power to reach back for, to overcome what comes our way. And the evil one is always attacking because, you know, as a babe, you know, he's kind of lost you. But as a young man, now he's fighting with you. Because if you're doing what you should be doing, if you're spending that time of not only, as Pastor mentioned last week, you know, spending the time in the Word, spending that time in prayer, spending the time meditating upon that Word, and then putting it into practice, the devil doesn't like that. You are now fighting against him in his realm. And he's going to do whatever he can to try to knock you down. And that's where the preparation, the extra workouts, the, the time in the Word helps you. Again, if you're just relying upon coming into service to get what you need, you're in trouble. You know, it's the time that you spend alone with him, the, your own devotional time, preparing yourself so that when things come up, you're not thinking, well, what did pastor say about this? It's what did God tell me about that? That helps you along with your walk. You know, God wants to see us develop. He wants us to grow because as we grow, Again, our back to our definition, he becomes more prevalent in our life than, than our, our own selves. You know, the teenager's kind of stuck in that middle. You know, he's not, not the baby anymore, but he's yet not the father, although sometimes our teenagers think they are. But they're, they're, they're struggling. Again, they're, there's a struggle. It's knowing how to use God's word to overcome the devil so that they can actually see God's power and work. What I think you'll find is that in a first-generation believer, and that's, that, and that's where I fall into play in my generation. You know, I saw God work miracles in our life. You know, how he strengthened our marriage, how he helped us with our children, how he's provided when we didn't think we could see it provide how we saw this church building grow. I mean, we were part of this. We were part of seeing God's miracles. And I can always go back and look at that to go, yeah, I know how God works. I know what God did in my life. But then you look at the next generation. You know, they don't have that because they've been protected a bit. Because we have 
we have not shared with them as fathers, and I use that, you know, you can use mothers as well, is we haven't shared how God really influenced our lives and how he changed it. He, they just think, oh, that's the way you've always been. You know, they look at this building and go, oh, nice. We got a place to meet. You know, lights are on, heat's on, air conditioning's on in the summer. Everything's there. They don't know the struggle. They don't understand where we used to hop from week to week. They don't understand how, you know, my kids do. But, you know, it was, come on, Saturday night, we got to go set up for church at Woodville, get the chairs set up, and then tear everything down, clean everything up, and here we go. Now they just walk in and everything's here. You know, exactly. Praise the Lord for how God has worked in our church. But those that come in after don't realize the struggles that we went through. I mean, we did. I mean, you know, praise God for where our church is today. But we struggled. I mean, you know, we went through our ups and downs, and we still go through our ups and downs. But, you know, it's, it's all because of God's miracle, his blessings that have allowed us to do what we've needed to do. We've seen that. We can grasp upon that. Acts 20, 32 says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God, to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. 2 Timothy 3.16, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You know, the key for the young men is time in the word. It's knowing that and then it's seeing victory in their lives. You know, when they go through a struggle, they go through a time of trials, and to see how God has pulled them through, that's something that they can base on to help them in their walk. Turning to fathers. You know, I think it's, if we look through here and it says, I have written unto you fathers because you have known him, that is from the beginning. At that stage, at that point, it's a different relationship. You know, again, spiritual growth is a relationship. So the, the, the little children just know that the young men understand now the word and the victory that they're getting. But the fathers have that relationship. And again, think about that for you. Where's your relationship with the Lord? You know, is that as good as it should be? Well, I don't think you're ever to that point where, it's as, where it should be, but it should be closer. Again, that's where the growth comes into play. It's, no, it's now time where instead of coming to service and hearing pastor speak, you're actually having that relationship to hear God speak through his word. It's to take that time when pastor brings that message and it's not just, well, what did he say? But what did God tell you through that message? And that's where you start to work through. It's, again, continuing on with that devotion. It's where you're now getting that word, you're getting that direction from your time with the Lord. You know, it's taking the time, reading a passage of Scripture, and understanding what God wants you to go through there. It's not just being fed, but it's you actually having that relationship. 1 John 1.1 1, 1 says that from which the beginning, which you have heard, which you have seen with our eyes, which you have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. You know, it's no longer having to actually 
have that physical touch, having you there. It's that spiritual relationship. It's being able to reach out to God when things are tough and know that he's there. You know, God never leaves us, but how often, again, we talked about this before, is that all of a sudden it's God, why have you left us? Why are you not there? Well, he's not left. It's that we've broken that relationship with him. And that's the key to this whole growth is that it's understanding and having that developed relationship so that when things are tough, you start to understand a little bit why. You know, the question is, what have I, Lord, what do I need to do to fix this? What, if, what in my life is wrong that I need to get closer to you to get me through this? You know, it's that time to just realize that God is in control instead of going, oh, no, look what's happened again. And that's the whole drive there. It's knowing that the, you just don't know God for the forgiveness or his power, but again, it goes back to the relationship. It's they know me. 1 Corinthians 9, 1 Corinthians 2, if you'll turn there. I'm sorry, yeah, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2? Yeah, let if I got the right one now. Yep, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 16. It says, but as, is, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear have heard, neither have you entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, and for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned, but he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he made himself is, no judge of no, is judge of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. That's that spiritual, that's that mature father. You know, it's knowing that what we learn from here, what our upbringing has been, it's all of the world. They don't know the difference, but it's you reaching out, as we talked a little bit last week, is reaching out to the Holy Spirit and having that power, having the Lord teach us things that we would not know through man. And that's the direction. That gives us those things that make us free, become closer to God. You know, we're not able to see things before, but we can see things through God's direction. You know, John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them that follow me. You know, that's how we know where we're in. When we can hear his voice, when we hear that voice to follow, that we're not being led astray by a different shepherd, it's knowing that that relationship, that maturity that we now have puts us in tune with God. 
so that as he speaks, we listen. And we know it's the right voice. So, in closing, we want to grow so that we can know him. We want to take, that's the end goal. We want to spend more time being prepared. We want to grow in our lives so that we can better understand our relationship with God. You know, often, you know, my father's now gone and he wasn't a Christian, but yet how often I would talk with him, you know, to get his input because he had the experience that I didn't have. From a world point of view that he taught me that, I'd have never, that I could have never known except the hard way. You know, and that's the same thing with our spiritual walk. You know, it's spending that time with the Father to understand what's there, what's to prepare us for. So when something's ready for it. When we discover he is all, he is all we need. It's understanding at that point that no matter what the world has to offer, that he is it. Our passion should be to grow. Again, back to the same as an athlete. You know, you want to get better, you want to get better. That should be the same thing in our Christian walk. We want to get better. We want to be able to be less of us and more of him. Mike, close the prayer. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.